this week on Socratic Cinema. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Like when he said, oh, I needed to sleep next to Bronco Henry for warmth. And the kid was like, well, did you sleep naked? Yeah, I was like, why do you yeah. want to know nosy? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nosy. Mm-hmm. What kind of question is that? Nosy Nelly? Like, back up. The sword could be, I don't know. The sword Vengeance. is some sort of ad- adversary in the movie. Alcohol. Maybe the sword is the friends we made along the way. Playing the piano can't be that hard. Shut up. <laughs> no, listen. Listen. You could, like, pick no. an easy song. I feel so seen by you this movie. Well, woo there, ladies and gentlefolk. Today we're doing a rootin' tootin' cowboy episode here on the Socratic Cinemy Podcast. <laughs> the what? My the, God. the Socratic what? <laughs> the Socratic Cinemy Podcast. Cinemy. Cinemy. This week's Power of the Dog. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> I sound like the drunkest wha- cowboy ever. <laughs> I don't know a if I'd call it a cowboy. Ah, pretty cool cowboy. Uh, my name is Charlie Heatherly. I'm Casey Clark. I'm James Delicio. And as we were saying, this week is Power of the Dog. Uh, and contrary to my incredibly comedic cowboy uh, that I just performed for all of you, Power of the Dog is a serious, very serious, dark movie. So if you're not into serious, dark movies, uh, or you don't like movies that are rated R, Maybe skip this episode. Just a little warning. Rated our content going on here. Also, thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring this episode. If you feel inclined to give, go to our Patreon at Socratic Cinema and give us some moolah so that we can continue to watch movies and give reviews of them for you. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. James, our uh, resident Western lover, what did you think of The Power of the Dog? Let me tell you not what I think about Power of the Dog. Rather, what I thought Power of the Dog would be and what it was not. Um, I, you know, I do love Westerns. I do love a Western. And and I saw Benedict Cumberbatch in a Western that was in talks for Oscars. And I thought, what could be better than this? Ooh, boy. (laughs) I, I didn't even, I just, like, the Netflix description, we were talking about it before we started rolling, but the Netflix description for this movie is so... Like, just the most nondescript, vague, bland thing ever. It's like, Benedict Cumberbatch plays a rancher in the late 1800s. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it specifically says, like, a domineering rancher, and that's all you get about his character. Right, so it's like, okay, that's great. That's all you get about the movie. Yeah. And then then, um, I started watching it, and I uh, was really scared the whole time. It was just a really really tense experience. Um, But Power of the Dog is a, a... really beautifully crafted film absolutely i mean i think the performances were all great specifically um oh my gosh what's his name todd from breaking bad jesse plemons i haven't seen breaking bad uh, oh jesse plemons the, the yeah from i uh, like his brother of, yeah 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 he was also when i'm thinking I about love jesse plemons he did great uh kirsten dunst acted her butt off in this movie love interesting Really? We oh, oh, interesting. I'm a I'm a she uh, plays a distraught woman very well. She the, yeah, that's my MJ. Well, when you cry in every like, scene, is it really that special? You know? Okay, okay, <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Let's wait till the Spencer episode to talk about that. All right. Um, but no, Power of the Dog was not at all what I was expecting. It was like uh, a hint of whiplash, a quarter cup of I'm thinking of ending things with like um, large court of uh, like I don't know, like a like an eighth of a teaspoon of Call Me by Your Name, just like a smidgen of Brokeback <laughs> Mountain. Um, 
a really unique blend of spices and herbs in this movie. There's a just a flavor for sure. Eleven spices and just herbs. a flavor. And and I'm gonna give this one a a um a soul draining eight eight eight. It's just an eight. Wow. An okay. eight and a half maybe. Very very good. Eight and a half. So Casey's oh, wow. classic number. Ah no 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 no. We're gonna temper that back down to an eight. <laughs> okay. Well. All said, right. uh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, well, then Casey, what did you think? Okay, so I watched it shortly after James. So I was hearing James's live, like, instead of live tweeting, he'll live message us yep. of all of his feelings. I'm like, oh, this is going to be very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was expecting it to be way worse than it actually was. Like, I... No, yeah, same. <laughs> right, Wait, and I was really? like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was like, dang, they're going to start, like, cut cutting people up like at, at some point like mm-hmm. cumberbatch is gonna start you know he's gonna snap kristen stewart's kristen stewart kristen dunst is gonna snap but it was just really really oh my gosh it like uh, it was stressful yeah it was just really Final really word. stressful <laughs> and i feel like because with movies like whiplash and like i'm thinking of ending things i've been very vocal about how i don't like to be uncomfortable watching movies but this movie was pretty it was it was okay oh maybe i overhyped it then i i think so i, I, I was like very expecting like maggots falling out of like pigs bellies whoa like, oh, yeah. thinking of ending yeah, yeah, yeah. Things I, I, type. I think what happened is i thought it was going to be like rootin tootin cowboy shooting and then it wasn't. <laughs> and then it wasn't. And so I cranked the dial like all the way to the other. Like I counter adjusted, you know. And so that gotcha. like set the wrong expectation for you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you're very right about the Netflix like description. I was like, oh, okay. He's just going to be harassing this woman and her son for this entire month. And he did do that. <laughs> but they, listen, I love me some, some, representation some gay cowboys not like this <laughs> this isn't what i wanted I, let's get i love me some gay cowboys printed on a t-shirt oh yeah <laughs> of course there has to official be official merch is official merch <laughs> that's gonna be our socratic drop i love me some gay cowboys <laughs> but this and then on the back it says but not like this but not like this <laughs> this was too much it was, it was what, what was it i'm thinking like uh, let's talk about Kevin or whatever that movie oh, was called. Oh, we need to talk about. We need to talk yeah, about Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Br- mm, mm, mm-hmm. We'll talk about. We'll talk about it. We'll but, talk about it. For oh sure. my gosh. Well, no. Charlie, what did you think? So I have some hot takes incoming. Oh, he's gonna oh. say it's bad. Uh, <laughs> maybe I don't really know. I think that this movie was very much a surprise to me, mm. uh, and I think that the Netflix description was more exciting than the actual movie was to me. <laughs> like, when you tell me about a cerebral, dark cowboy movie, that sounds awesome. And this movie, I, I was very calm watching this. Like, oh. I, th- there wasn't a lot of moments of tension for me. Uh, not in that the film was structured badly, but just, like, I guess for some reason I wasn't swept up with the plot. But as I said previously, I think that that uh, Kirsten Dunst did a job in her yeah. role I thought that she was crying every single scene and I didn't get like like literally I'd every single reaction too. that they show of her is her like about to well up in tears well, and it stops getting interesting for do me do you know what I mean, the you have to understand hot take number two I like Benedict Cumberbatch kills in this role he's yes. phenomenal mm. uh, really was not as like he, he it's like he was fine like as a 
I, I guess he was sort of mean. He but, had you like know. a presence about him that yeah. was very. He felt like intimidating. He was like looming, even if he wasn't there. Yeah, no, no, for sure, he was like looming. But like, you know, what did he actually do? That okay, that is a good point. I'm gonna that whistle is... at you. I was gonna okay. say, um, like, <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't do anything to her. In, in retrospect, he was just mildly rude. Yeah, he called her son like effeminate, and she's like. Ugh. No, like you called him a little fruity. <laughs> that was it. Is no, that, that's is exactly that an insult? what he did. And then for some reason she turns to drinking because of that. Like, no, hold on. Let's, because I, he like makes fun of her because she can't play the piano. Let's see like, both sides of the issue. No, that is a hill I'll die on. He, he's, no, <laughs> okay. he, he did kind of screw her so, up on so the piano So he's totally thing. a bully. Totally a bully. But like in terms of how bullyish he could have been, he didn't cut anyone ears off. Like he he didn't like murder anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fair. I hear like, you. I hear you. I think this movie, um, in retrospect, I agree a lot because like I was very tense while watching it, but I, there was never like a moment where that tension like boomed out and released. Yes. You know, it was it was just sort of like building, 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 and then it ended. And then the heat turned off and it ended. Entirely agree. Um, yeah. So there wasn't really, like, an explosion moment that I was expecting. Like, I, th- I thought basically every scene that Benedict Cumberbatch had with that kid, I thought he was, like, buttering him up and then he was going to just, like, beat the crap out of him or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And it never happened. Um, which, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a comment on whether or not, like, I care about that. Like, I don't know that I would have liked the movie more if he beat the crap out of the kid, but... I would have. Well, okay. Good Not that I don't like the kid. Well, I thought that the kid did a great job. Well, all right. No, he played that like dead, conniving, like yeah. really well. He looked sickly. He looked <laughs> sickly. My man, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> He's coming for your gig. It's like me versus the guy she tells me not to worry about. Worry about, about truth. Um, but I, I think. Um, more than Benedict Cumberbatch's character being like an actually violent person, I think his his um, it's more like the threat of violence. He's he's sort of more of like a I like a a, a looming threat rather than like an actual attack. Right? He's not mm-hmm. he's not like aggro. He's more like manipulative, gaslighty kind of more a more subdued kind of scary. Which I think gatekeep. Well, gaslight. right, because it's sort of like you know he's sort of pulling the strings, tormenting Kirsten Dunst, but then it's like, why are you, and then, you know, he can turn around and be like, I didn't actually do anything to you, like, why are you, why can't you play the piano? Why are you crying? Like, what are you, crazy? Yeah, yeah, crazy crazy person. He makes a good point, yeah. Right, he's like, he's like a, he gaslights, this is a gaslight movie. This, this is, that's my Which take. is hilarious because this is it, it's such like a, a inversion of the Western genre, right? Like you expected mm. like there to actually be a gun that's fired at some point. Never. That's like what happens think. in cowboy movies? Never. So like that's interesting to me. And I think what's really interesting is the final twist. And I think it makes second viewings of uh, the kid's character very, very interesting. Oh, because let's, yeah, uh, yeah, like through the entire that. time he has that malice in him, which is super cool. And I, I, I want to be able to look back at that movie. I know that a lot of people say that it really unlocks itself on the second viewing. I didn't get around to doing that. Uh, but, you know, yeah. I, I guess go watch it a second time if you want. Uh, <laughs> we won't. I, I, I will probably not. But, yeah, can we get into to that twist and your guys' reaction to that? Yeah, spoilers for Power of the Dog. You're referring to... See, because it's never, like, textually stated, but it's heavily like implied are we is the twist we're referring to that the kid is responsible for killing phil yes okay. yes uh, with the anthrax uh laced leather 
Right. Yeah. I I sort of missed that. Honestly. Premeditated. Mm. Mm. Honestly, missed that the first time around. I had to go back and think and be like, I mean, I understood how Phil like got sick and died from anthrax, but I didn't mm-hmm. think that it was intentional. But upon like pondering it, mm-hmm. I think it definitely is. Um, and you're right because we do sort of. There's a lot of hints about that, especially the the rabbit. Kill yes. that rabbit. Yes, that was phenomenal looking. Yo. Back. That was gross. <laughs> that that was really so was. Gross. Between that and when they like uh, castrate that bull. Oh my god, I hated that scene I, so much. Yeah, that was, that Charlie was brother, wild. I hated it too. <laughs> what? I so, know the majority of like the violence is like animal yeah. violence. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yo. don't tell me no animals were harmed in the <laughs> making. For real, of he this. beat the crap out of that horse. Right? <laughs> that? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Peta actually got mad at, at the movie for that. For, oh, for, for real? both the castration scene and also the horse beating scene. No, yeah, I'm kind of mad bet. too. I could have done without that. I mean, it it, it certainly added to the tension, but. Well, we finally know who would win in a fight between Benedict Cumberbatch and a horse. <laughs> Benedict so, Cumberbatch again. That pressing question that is <laughs> the people of generations. Know. Um, the people want to know. <laughs> so what what is the like what is the piece that makes you say, okay, this was uh the kid intentionally like premeditated killed him rather than just it happened. The scene where he specifically goes out on the horse by himself to cut the the hide off of the cow that's died from anthrax. I, oh. I kept thinking about that. I was like, what's the payoff to this scene? And then when they said he died from anthrax or like mm-hmm. his, his symptoms are, you know, congruent with that of anthrax poisoning. I was like, oh, okay. So the did they say that? Him. How did we? I'm forgetting. Did we know that cow he was getting it off of had anthrax? Yeah. Because oh, he put the gloves on. It was all disgusting. And oh. it was like all festering and yeah. dirty. Uh, Which and is a callback to the first scene in the movie. Yes. And then there's also a scene where, like, after Cumberbatch is, like, freaking out because he's ran, like, he ran out of, like, all the, like, leather and stuff. He's like, I'm not going to be able to finish the rope. And the kid's like, oh, I have some. And then it can, like, Mm -hmm. sharp cut to his, like, all of the, um, like, a hide that's already kind of stripped on the tanning rack. And we're like, oh, where did that come from? Well, you kind of have to like it's. There's a bunch of like subtlety yeah. in this movie where it's like you yeah. actually really have to be paying attention. It is a think. It is a. Thinker it is a movie. thinker. You got to be f- dialed in because I I like, um, I I've seen like probably the only movies I've been watching aside from our recordathon batch in the past weeks have been like Spider-Man movies, yeah, which are yeah. just the most like heavy-handed, especially like the Amazing Spider-Mans or the MCU ones where it's like whenever you need to remember something, they're like flashback, echoey voice of that same <laughs> line smack again. You across and, the and face so with like it. I just I <laughs> you don't really have to think very hard about those movies, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Power of the Dog, I think a lot of the I probably missed so many subtleties. Um, cause this movie doesn't, you know, say, remember this, mm-hmm. this is important. Like it's just, you know, pick up the yeah. pieces. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls <laughs> that don't, don't. I'm, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, gonna lie. I probably missed a lot of it. I have a question <laughs> about, uh, the kid's plan though, because does it rely on Benedict Cumberbatch having that wound on his hand? I think so. So how did he know that Cumberbatch would get the wound on his hand? I think, I don't think the kid, like, I don't think it was sort of this whole, like, step-by-step master evil Knievel plan. I think it was more like he had the anthrax leather, and then it's like, 
Oh, he just saw the moment. Well, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he cut his hand. Like, this is convenient. This mm-hmm. works. Let's follow this. Because that um, also only works because his mom sold all of the hides. Right. I think it was more a which series they didn't of talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Just a series of events. I, th- okay. I think a series of like good opportunities. He obviously had the intention to kill, but I mm-hmm. think it it was more um, just like taking advantage of a series of opportunities rather than like a whole. Step one, fabricate a plot in which he cuts his hand. <laughs> Step two, like, right, you know, because yeah. I just don't think that that is that's a little less believable to me. I think yeah. it's less interesting that it's not planned out more like hmm. to, to see that it's only really he got the leather so that he could use it at some other point, And then it's just like, oh, these things just so happened to where he will be washing the leather with an open wound in water. Like, yeah. like to me, that's a, a lot of coincidences that all make sense. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's unbelievable that that set of events happened, but it's less narratively satisfying for me to go back and watch the movie when when I know that all of these different things are just like they happened. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I think the biggest example of that is like the, the skin trading. I think the rest of it could be like, well, the kid could have found a way to make, you know, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch cut his hand like that you know it's just that it's so yeah, that could have happened mm-hmm. right he could have you know like oh I'm sorry I slipped while we were working on this saddle and cut your hand right like uh, the only example in the movie where it really was like okay this is just a convenient opportunity is the fact that the mom traded the skins everything else I feel like the kid could have done himself eventually even yeah. the skins could have been a scene like I mean Think about the kid knows that that Benedict Cumberbatch needs the skins, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems to be common knowledge that he doesn't like the skins being sold. And especially if the kid's closer to Benedict Cumberbatch, then he would know that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't talk to the traders. You know, don't don't give them any of the skins. He could have mentioned it to his mom, like, hey, make sure you don't give the skins away, you know, because yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch would really, really hate that. And then she would go and do her own thing. The right, yeah. Th- I mean, I feel like that did happen with the, like, maids, though. It did happen with the maids. We have our own horse talking in the background. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a horse. Yeah, you guys are going to hear him a, a, a couple times in the next five episodes. In the next <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> but just be happy for his cameos. Embrace him. But go on, Casey. Yeah, well, f- through the uh, Love the Maids also, I think one the younger maid was the girl from Jojo Rabbit. She sure was. <gasps> yeah. And, uh, and Last Night in Soho. And Last Night in Soho. That's yeah, and I, I was like, she oh! Was she's, got the most, oh girl. <laughs> she's got the most distinct voice on planet Earth. No clue where that accent is from, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. European, <laughs> where, where are you? You European. But I feel like I, it's premeditated like the kids plan is premeditated to the point that he's a medical like practitioner in a way that he knows how to like weaponize like anthrax all these like diseases all of these like things that the ranchers are constantly working with are working to avoid and i feel like it kind of just came down to he was playing like a very like long game yeah yeah and Mm. it just ended up being shorter than he thought because he was already he was putting in the work to be manipulating this man he saw he was like oh no bronco henry okay i (laughs) I know what to do it's like okay this is (laughs) yeah yeah like when he said, oh, I needed to sleep next to Bronco Henry for warmth. And the kid was like, well, did you sleep naked? Yeah, I was like, what do you yeah. want to know, nosy? And I was like, <laughs> nosy mm-hmm. What kind of question is that? Nosy Nelly? Like, back up. Right, but the kid, the, that's why the kid, he is so smart. Because that's like after he's gone through Bronco Henry's whatever and saw all the like male porn like <laughs> stuff. 
Sorry. Guys. No, you're fine. I don't but, know why I'm um, laughing. I'm like a child. <laughs> How it's dare like he you? Literally, like, and it starts to fall together. It's like, okay, he uh, Cumberbatch has this obsession with Bronco Henry. You think that it's just like, oh, he's just you know idolized this man. No. Oh no. What? no! 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 Oh no! No! Oh no! 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 Dude, and I think like especially that scene where he's like, "Oh, were you guys naked?" and he like didn't like respond. It's like he took advantage <laughs> of it. Benedict Cumberbatch just winks. <laughs> he's just like, oh. "Dude, that scene with the um the the uh, the handkerchief. Oh, what in the Sukiyama I, was that, bro? I thought he was. Oh, I know. What that might was. have been uh. Perhaps. Casey, it was. It was. I we know, all know. But Viewers, you all know what we're talking you about. You all know. Watch the movie and you'll see what we're That's talking like about. That's like the... Um, what was awful is that he put the handkerchief around, around his, his neck. neck afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That's like the peach the, uh, the peach of this movie. Ooh, no. Stop. Am I wrong? You haven't even wrong. seen the movie, And that's Jay. why... I, that scene is why I don't want... Listen, if you had... That's literally... If you had... Like, like if someone had said... Yeah, what are you doing? If someone had said, here's like a list, like you're going to see a bull get castrated, you're going to see a, a, a rat get dissected, you're going to see some abhorrent acts being done with a handkerchief. Do you want to watch this movie? I would have said, nah, I think I'm, I'm good. I think I'm going to skip this one. And that's why Netflix didn't give you anything Yeah, they in the knew this would have been a 0% watch rate. They wanted to surprise oh you. I, I actually but, really like that twist, though. Oh yeah! No, yeah, it's good. It's, I, I think it's, it's yeah, cool. no, very, very well done. And I feel done. like it also gives like uh, Cumberbatch this kind of weak, like this weakness. Like it makes him very vulnerable. And mm -hmm. the way that the kid just like, I see it. I'm gonna slither in, and I'm going to destroy you through that because I've been seeing you destroy my mom for like months through <clears throat> like pushing her to be this vulnerable, pushing her towards mm -hmm. alcoholism. And he's like, I like he he just set out to do some damage and he did it <laughs> and it yeah. was just it, it was really like that was probably the most interesting part of the movie for me like the last maybe like 45 30 minutes yeah. I totally agree i hear you and and i like i agree with the idea that the kid making this like plan and and like you know like you were saying uh, is really interesting but just while i was watching it i did not at all get the feeling that like Oh, he's plotting. He's so smart. He's like targeting Phil's weaknesses. I was just like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I guess, get that, you know, from the kid's performance. I was just more mm -hmm. like, okay, they're friends now. It's like, oh, wait, he was trying to kill him? Oh. Yeah. No, oh. I, yeah. I actually entirely agree. I think the fun of it is that on rewatch, you get to see right. that side of the, of the performance. Yeah, because first time through, I was like, I, I simply don't see him like planning and plotting and seeing. I mean, in retros, mm -hmm. like, hindsight that yeah that's what he was doing i'll agree but it just like on a first watch i don't think that at least for me i don't think that aspect of the film really comes through but i think the film opens too with a very like pivotal like quote he, where he's oh, like did what because you want to know a fun fact <laughs> i missed that i didn't i was all like i was like trying to get my headphones on or something oh, and like, i just oh, the first oh. 30 seconds not nah, gone yeah no i totally saw the quote casey but just so that we can all remember the quote because yeah. i'm a very important quote right yeah can you totally. say the quote okay again? so the quote is 
<laughs> is what would a son like essentially not I'm not going to say it verbatim but what would a son not do to protect his mother oh and so well, it's like right yeah. and so now like looking at it again in retrospect you're like okay so he was just again like as I said like playing this super long game and I feel like at the end of the movie like Cumberbatch definitely like either had not like had feelings for the kid but was very like trying to replicate his relationship with bronco henry with the kid despite oh, yeah. that relationship being very exploitative and predatory um yeah but he even when he's like delirious with the rope he's like uh like give, i need to give it to the kid and then um jesse which i was very surprised that he was actually a decent character because he was good he, he's the best he's, boy he's the best boy didn't have a spine he no 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 no. Didn't have a spine. He was nice. What do you want him to do? Nice. Have a spine. What do you What do you mean by that? <laughs> Stand up to his brother. Like, okay, actually. sure. That okay. I'll, I'll hear. That's, third hot that's take. Fair. The third hot take is that I think that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character Phil was actually sort of right when he wanted the kid to like learn how to do some basic things. You should know no, how to ride a fair. horse in no, the West. I'm just saying, dude. Uh, right. Jesse Plemons. Well, he, he pulled, the kid pulled up in Converse. Yeah, to a yeah, <laughs> bro. Let me tell you, that what? threw me for a loop. I forgot that Converse like are, have been around for a while. Yeah, I was like, what are you wearing? Like, huh? Why? What are these shoes? I was like, hey, set designer, wrong or like costume designer, wrong like century. <laughs> um, let me tell you though, Jesse Plemons needed a um, I'm forgetting her name. That chick from Love Hard. Get him to stand up to his brother. He oh needs some training. Gosh. He needs some training. From he needed him. a crossover. What was her name again? Uh, the chick from Love Hard. Yeah. Uh, Dobrev. Yes. But yes, what was yes. her character's name? Do any of you guys remember? Uh, oh. Stupid. All right. Don't Google it. It's not worth. <laughs> no, Google. it's in my notes. It's not worth the. You took notes on Love Hard. Maybe actually I didn't. Okay. Good. 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 That would have been a waste of time. Um, <laughs> Natalie, that's her name. A reading from the Book of wow. Psalms. Boom. Psalms. That's a, a hard laugh. Chapter 22, verse 20. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life, from the power of the dog. Preach. That is a that is where the title of the movie comes from. And, and what does that passage mean? Listen, Casey, what are you doing? <laughs> She's providing you music. Providing <laughs> Not music. for this. <laughs> that should have been like, have you ever died of anthrax while making a grip? <laughs> Have you ever led your brother's wife to be an alcoholic you and then her son ended Tacoma. up killing you? You ever castrated a bull? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, let's talk about this verse because this is where the title of the movie comes from, so it's important, and I was told I have to talk about it. I have to because I'm the Bible we guy. We have a gun to his head right I now. guess. All right, deliver me. There's three parts to this passage, right? We got the sword, the precious life, and the power of the dog. All right, the power of the dog, that's easy. All right, that's Phil, the dog. All right, can we agree that the Phil's the dog? Because did you know that according to Bible... <laughs> he asked the question. All right, keeps going. we agree. All right, listen, dogs, according to BibleRef.com, in ancient times, dogs were seen as lowly pack scavengers who attacked the vulnerable. Phil is the dog. The vulnerable is, I think the kid's name was Peter. Yes. Or... Maybe Peter, Peter is, the, is dog. the dog. Yeah, Phil is little little tit for tat, quid pro quo. I like that. That is a take. <laughs> I, I like that that amount yeah. of words that you just said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. fun. No, that was a good take, Charlie. I'm gonna give you a gold star for that one. <gasps> oh my god. Um, and then my precious life, 
BibleRef.com says that this verse translates a Hebrew phrase meaning my only one used in the Old Testament to refer to an only child. So this verse could it's be interpreted. Peter. He's the only Peter's child. the only child of Kirsten Dunst. Mm. This verse could be interpreted as a prayer from Kirsten Dunst's character um, saying basically protect my son from Phil. Because where did he, he just opened the, did that Bible he opened at the end have any significance? Did he have that like earlier in the movie or was that just a Bible? It was just a Bible. I think it was just a Bible. Okay, because if it was like his mom maybe gave him that Bible and it had like that page marked or something, that could have been cool. But mm -hmm. still, so there's the significance of that verse. It is Kirsten Dunst uh, praying for protection to her only child from the power of Nasty Phil. I kicked the table. I'm so sorry. Um, um, and that's that's the um, that's the Bible analysis for today, everyone. Yay. Does anyone have any questions? I I don't no, know what the sword is. No, Father James. Because stop. Because <laughs> she says, "Deliver me from the sword," and and the, so the sword could also be Phil. The sword could be I don't know. The sword. Vengeance. Is some sort of ad adversary in the movie. Alcohol. Maybe the sword is the friends we made along the way. Maybe the sword oh is actually gosh. our patrons who support us. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the sword what? is. I, the... I have one more hot take. Only hot one take. more. Only Drop one it. more. I think that Devil All the Time did what this movie was trying to do better. Oh, oh my God! Big, bit huge. Big, true, agree. Uh, yes. Ratio, true. <laughs> <laughs> Because I from the start where it was like one, I was like, oh, we're doing chapters. And oh. I was like, this immediately brings me back to watching Devil All the Time. And plus, on top of that, with James having pre-freaked me out, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to see a crucified dog in the next 10 minutes. Because, yeah, <laughs> Devil All the Time, you're right. Devil All the Time is literally just this movie, but better. Um, with more things happening Different in thematic. It. I think... Uh, I'm so sorry. I think Power of the Dog had more to discuss, like in terms of themes and subtext, right? Because there's commentary on, uh, you know, a lot of masculinity and sexuality and all that. And Devil All the Time is really just kind of like uh, a more straight up revenge story. I mean, there's some thematic juice there about like, oh, the horrors of war and like generational trauma and, you know, uh, Robert Pattinson. Delusion! Um, delusion! <laughs> Um, I think there's a lot about sexuality and devil all the time that is not specifically uh, homosexuality. True, actually. That's true. So, true, like, different, like, sort of, same strokes but for different folks, I think is the, the combination yeah, I can yeah. get from these two um, movies. My yeah. God. What, what, an, what an idiom. Uh, agree. <laughs> my final verdict, just watch devil all the time. Uh, but I will say Power of the Dog, nominated for best score. These it, are my it, predictions. It, it these are my predictions. That. Best score. Um, I don't really want, uh, I, I don't know. Does Benedict Cumberbatch deserve a best actor nom? Yes. What? Really? Totally. Okay. Over Andrew Garfield. Yes. Uh, over Andrew Garfield. <laughs> no. Okay. I think Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom should get a best actor nomination. Okay. He, he, he should totally get that. Right. Let's talk it. Let's break it down. Let's, let's break let's, it down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Andrew Garfield, Benedict Cumberbatch. And no, I can't say it. <laughs> um, uh, and Joaquin, he oh, bring oh, himself. and uh, Joaquin Phoenix no, again. <laughs> yep, Joaquin Before, Phoenix again. Um, 
For what? For the movie, movie that four people saw. Come on, come on. I wanted to see that. Um, I also really want to see Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, yes. Okay, Give Denzel Washington should Denzel. maybe win that. Did you see it? No, but the trailer. <laughs> did you see it? No. The trailer alone <laughs> makes me fall in love with that movie. It and looks, I think Denzel Black will. Shakespeare. Black Shakespeare. It looks pretty cr- And it I has Francis it. McDormand in it, too, right? She, does I'll it? watch. And I'll watch. <laughs> and I'll watch. <laughs> um... But yeah, Power of the Dog, a lot to talk about, a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Riley, what are we at? I don't have my stopwatch going. 31 minutes. Oh, oh wow. we are not done yeah, with Power James, of the we Dog. Got, we got a lot more to We are. To, there's plenty more to say with Power of the nom, Dog. To nom, nom, nom into here. I don't oh, know goodness. about, I don't know about Best Actor for Benedict Cumberbatch. That's I, a crazy take. That's wild. Kirsten Dunst, Best Supporting Actress. No, that's Absolutely also wild. not. Jesse Plemons, Best Supporting Actor. No. <laughs> uh, the Kid, Best Supporting Actor. Yes. Fair. In fact, fair. he might get a Best Lead Actor now. I would, I would, I would. I don't know if he's supporting. I think he's co-lead with Benedict. Maybe they'll do an uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> I knew yes, it was going to yes. happen. Or yes. The Irishman. And Well, I was going to say The Irishman, and then you pointed at me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know what He had to, to do it. Um... <laughs> And give them both supporting. It could happen. <laughs> give them both. Okay, that is still the dumbest thing I've that ever seen. That is so. Seen. I don't know why they don't wanna... give them. They they should both get lead actor noms. I it's think. It's Judas. You think for this and movie, both of them Messiah. should get? I think this is probably in the top tier of Benedict Cumberbatch's performances, and you could argue it is his best one. Yeah. Easy. And then I think for the kid, he had a really interesting performance. He like I'd be fine with a supporting actor nom for him rather than lead, but. Yeah. But I think he did a really good job too. Okay. Okay. Um, and then as much as I love my boy Jesse Plemons, yeah, nah. I think it's definitely nah. gonna get a, a best score nomination, or at least it should, because that score that score was good. Banger had me quivering, shaking. It did have me quivering, indeed. That, yeah, quivering and Spencer even. too. <laughs> and Spencer. Mm. Um, they just be putting me on edge. Yeah, yeah. Good scores. Good scores. Hey guys, small intermission. Can we shut the window or something? My mom told me the gardeners would not be here today. <laughs> Plot twist. They're here. Plot twist. Beautiful. Um, hold oh, on. Brad. Hold on just a minute. Here's something that sounded like a door close. That is the power of the dog right there. <laughs> That's the power of the dog. Deliver us from the power of the dog. Um, Deliver us. Start a new take. Easy. Oh, easy. Easy nom for this. Uh, best adapted screenplay. This was a book first. Okay, oh, okay, guys, would yeah. we read this book? No. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, Next I got, question. I got, plenty of, I got plenty of other books to read. I'm reading Don Quixote right now. Wow. <laughs> For fun? Uh, yeah, it's actually, kind of, it's, actually, it's actually kind of fun and silly. It's a little silly goofy. I'm, I'm enjoying it. You're such a nerd, man. <laughs> no, it's, about a, it's literally about an insane man who thinks he's a knight and goes yeah. around yeah. beating people up because he's like, Avast! It's like, there's just like a, like a <laughs> random farmer on the road and he's like, so Batman? If, you know, fair knight, and then he just like kills him. <laughs> well, wow. Yeah. No, he doesn't. It's so, so silly Batman. Go- it's so silly goofy that he doesn't, he just like, like Names him falls and over him and like can't his... get up because his armor's too heavy. I want to watch the Adam L. Driver, Terry Gilliam movie about... Don Quixote. Is there one? Yes. I'm going to watch it after mm, I finish the book. Adam Driver. Do you guys know who Terry Gilliam is? No. no. Former ex-Python of Monty Python. Oh, that's great for Don Quixote. Great for Don Quixote. He's also the guy that directed Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Which uh, you've told me to watch. Which is Hunter S. Thompson's uh, drug trip of a book turned into a drug trip of a movie. Oh, love. Yeah, we, we love, love that. Love, love hard. <laughs> no. No. 
Power the dog. Leave the podcast. Please. <laughs> Unplug his mic. Um, <laughs> out of here. Are there any other noms you see this going for? I I see best score, best adapted screenplay. In terms of costume other, design, maybe. Uh yeah, I feel like those are the ones that are just like you just throw that to some movies or like sound design. West Side yeah, Story will sure. get a, a a best costume design. Oh oh yeah, that's the only thing I'm confident about. Oh yes, oh yeah. yes, it they, they and did. maybe Spencer. Spencer came out this year, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Spencer gets it too. <laughs> yes, it came out this year because there's like fifth or, or there's literally a sequence of that movie where it's just like. 10 shots of Princess Diana in different dresses. Yeah. yeah. And that in, in quick succession. One thing about Kristen Stewart, she gonna wear that dress. <laughs> she gonna wear <laughs> she, it. She gonna wear that dress. Okay, okay, okay. I love the costumes in Power of the Dog, though, because they emphasize the lankiness of Benedict Cumberbatch and the yeah, kids. Yeah, Truly. yeah. And them do. chaps. Them chaps. <laughs> I do love me some good chaps. Okay, wait. He had not one, but two chap changes. <laughs> Wait, you what are chaps? Winter... You don't know what chaps? Are chaps? How are you a Western fan? You don't Have know you chaps? seen Megan the Stallion? I don't know. I don't what? spend that much time Wait, watching <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion wears chaps. Really? Assless, but... Yeah, can I see the photos? <laughs> <of these? laughs> what? No. What is, are they pants? Are chaps pants? Chaps are, are like... they the ones like with the... Over, yeah, yeah the like fur the on them. Yeah, yeah so like, like on the pants. inside, they're cut out, right? Because it's for horse riding. I mm. know what those are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just didn't... Sorry, mm. I didn't know they were called chaps. Mm. I guess. Are you a real Western boy? A real Western boy. Are Um... Why don't you like Kirsten Dunst in this movie? Okay. My problem with Kirsten Dunst in this movie is that I think I'm really sold by her performance in the very, very start of it, when she is not incredibly sad. <laughs> okay. Let me just restart my point when he's done barking. Alfred, shut up! Hmm, worked out. My problem with Kirsten Dunst in this movie is that her performance really works for me when she's not like crying all the time okay and, and that's like in the first hour which by the way is the most boring hour of cinema i've ever watched like one plot point happens truly yeah, like, i will say like it's it's awful yeah. but her performance is great when i think she has complexity to it when it's not just like i look at benedict cumberbatch and start weeping <laughs> i think yeah like i think that's what it turns into it could, it, you're right i think this movie couldn't decide whether it wanted to be about kirsten dunce or it wanted to be about phil and the boy because I think this movie mm. either could have been about Phil tormenting Kirsten Dunst, or it could have been about Phil and the boys' relationship. But True. it's sort of like it has one leg in both, and I think that ta brings down the quality of each of those threads. Um, that's my take. Um, I agree. I do agree with the first hour thing. Yeah. Because Boring. for the first hour, I was like, things are happening, but I don't know why I should care. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I thought I was missing stuff. So I looked up the Wikipedia article, which always gives great, like, vague plot summaries. Yes. The first hour of this movie is one one-sentence paragraph. This movie doesn't start are until— Are you kidding? Yeah. It is, they get married. Essentially, right. Because that's all that happens. It, it doesn't yeah, begin truly. until um, I would argue it really doesn't start until the kid comes to the house. Yeah. Yeah. After that, shame. That's like an hour and forty-five minutes yes. in. Yeah. Yeah. That's my question. Why did you need that much setup for this? I you, don't think you, you. I don't think the you answer did. is you didn't. Because, like, to me, I think that slow paces in movies are always a risk because mm -hmm. obviously audiences want something that keeps them engaged and interested. Mm -hmm. And slow pace really tries to disrupt that. And if you want to include a, a slow pace in a movie, sometimes that's to contrast it with a very big explosion at the end. Right. Which right. is, like, what a, uh, a lot of these great movies with crazy reveals do. Like, 
I'm thinking of ending things, I think, as a fairly slow pace. And oh, then yeah. once it gets into mm-hmm. the weird stuff, it's like, oh boy, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Or even something like Once or Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Once Devil Upon a Time in Hollywood, for sure. Yeah, Devil, Devil All the Time. time absolutely. And, and those movies are great because of that. But yeah. in this movie, there's not that big explosion. No. So the the pacing of it feels more like a stylistic choice, which is therefore less intriguing to me. Like, yeah, like one of the rules of game design is that every single object you have in your system needs to have multiple uses and needs to interact with other objects. And I think the same holds true for film, where every stylistic choice you make can't just be a stylistic choice. Mm -hmm. It needs to interact with other aspects of your movie and inform those decisions. And in this case, I feel like the slow pace was just like, oh, the director usually makes slow paced films. Like it it was less Mm -hmm. of a match for the story. Yeah, Chloe Zhao. Yeah, Chloe Zhao. Jeez, Eternals. Did you I like Nomadland? Um, I like Nomadland as a portrait of American landscape. I don't like it as a plot. You should be a film student, man. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no plot to that movie. Um, I like it as, um, you know, disillusioned, downtrodden woman, victim of capitalism. I like it as pretty landscape shots. I like uh-huh. it as uh, that. Um, I like it as spiritual successor to things like Into the Wild. I don't like it as a there's no there's not like a story. I don't sit down and put Nomadland on for movie night, you know. Mm. And then did you like Eternals? I didn't see Eternals. You're the only one that saw Eternals. No, I haven't even seen Eternals. <laughs> really? No. Really? No, You've been Eternal, talking so much. I know much Harry Styles is in it. it. Well, okay, here here's the trick to to being a scholar of media is you get other people to give you takes and then you regurgitate them. That's the secret behind this people. show. That's yes. the gear that makes these wheels turn. I'll just read it a critics. Well, no, all the critics summaries of this movie are stupid and bad. Cuz all the critics are like brain dead and couldn't figure out anything about the plot their first viewing. And, and they're like, I hated every second of watching this movie. Ow. But on the second viewing, I understood what it was about, and I really, really liked it. And it's it's, it's every single one of them. Mm. And it's like, can you guys think for two seconds in your life? It's your job. Well, <laughs> to just like off. connect plot threads. I mean, I didn't go get it either. Off. I had to Google an ending explained for this movie. Yeah, but that's totally fine. Because you didn't need to watch it a second time and be snobby and be like, oh, well, movies can only be appreciated upon the second viewing of it. <laughs> that's a really good posh accent. That really was. It, you Thank hate you. that. <laughs> I know. You kind of dropped that one. Just wait for all the British accents when we talk about Spencer. Oh, oh boy, I got him. Oh, Dude, wow. I've been... I, 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 all right, I'm going to save it. Speaking of distraught yeah, women. It. Yeah, yeah okay, I was going to say... There's a theme. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst's performance in this movie is is uh, like a diet Spencer. Yeah. Diet Playing Spencer. the piano can't be that hard. Shut up. <laughs> no, listen. Listen. You could like pick no. an easy song. I feel so seen by you this movie. You are my son. I, listen, I could have been that listen, easy. There is no greater anxiety than when you are like a hobbyist piano player like mm-hmm. me who I like to play piano for myself and I don't like play in recitals or whatever and then someone comes over and your family's like James plays piano <laughs> go play them go play them something and then everyone's staring at you and you're like I don't have anything like prepared cuz I just play for fun and they're like no play something mm-hmm. and you sit down and you start crying and everyone's waiting for you to start playing and you pee your pants it's it's terrible <laughs> it's a terrible feeling cuz it's like I don't play for other people I play for me and I listen when a stranger shows up I'm not just going to sit down and like, I get it. No, like I a hundred percent get it. It is a terribly anxiety inducing thing. Cause when you tell someone that, Oh, this person plays piano, there's an expectation there that you, you better play. 
Yeah. And then and then it's like, listen, me like Kirsten Dunst are not that like. It's that terrible, uncanny valley of skills where it's like you're good enough where that, like, you can <laughs> do it. You're, you're good enough where that you can do it, but you're not good enough for it to be like actually impressive, you know? So it's like much like our podcasting. But it's like, <laughs> so it's it's like Man. you know, it's just you're not gonna like knock their socks off, but you're probably gonna like stumble through something, and it's just everyone feels demoralized at the end. It's bad. Yeah. I get it. All right. That is I wrote about that in my letterboxed review for this movie. <laughs> so I said, you have a letterboxed? Follow me on letterboxed. Okay, I'm discovering that all of my friends have a letterboxed, and I feel like it's discovering a secret cult. It's fun. Like, it's really is it? it's just giving movie reviews. No, on I, Twitter, there's a letterbox with threatening auras. I oh, love that account. Wow. So funny. <laughs> what? I got since I've been on Letterboxd, I have been having so much fun here. You, my review for um, he Power reviewed of the Dog. No Way Home in the theater. Did he? Not yeah. in the theater. <laughs> on oh, Letterboxd. When we, were, when we came here. Yeah, right? when we started recording, yeah. I said about what did I say about No Way Home? Oh, I said took Disney three movies, but they finally figured out what makes Spider Man good. Um, oh, yeah. What'd you say about Power of the Dog? Accurate depiction of the anxiety you feel when your family tries to make you play piano whenever a person <laughs> comes over. Okay, but why? Why can't she just play? Why did George? He really was. He George. George. That was his one villain moment. Why would you pressure your wife? He's very he excited. didn't ask. He said, the governor Dude, and my parents are coming over. You're going to play the piano. The governor. The governor. Gave her warning. She had time to practice. She no, did. Phil sabotaged her. <laughs> oh, she, did he really, what, though? What? Phil played the banjo and did better than her. That right. is he said, Kristen Dunst. This is my problem. You don't like, get it. the characters in this movie just have no confidence whatsoever. You don't I just want them to have a shred. Is low self-esteem. Yes, is. No, I promise you don't get it. You don't get it. It's so okay. real. Wait, Instrument so anxiety is so real. I will. It's like whiplash. I will die on this forever. I, I feel it. I get it. See, like, I know how to play one song on the guitar called Spanish Theme. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Wonderwall. And every Wall. time there is a guitar in the house, I'll be like, Casey, what is that? <laughs> what? what? What even? No, what even? What was what the alert that on that? It's for work. <laughs> I work with kids. You work at Socratic Cinema. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but... Oh, guitar, Spanish theme. <laughs> Where Whenever there's a guitar in the room, I will start playing Spanish theme, and I'll be like, I know how to play guitar. And it's just, you need to have fake confidence like that. I think it, it until you make it. It is one string, and it is three notes. And that's all I need. <laughs> I've heard Spanish theme before. Pretty good, it. right? It's pretty good. That's, that's what and it it's sounds just that like. for like a minute. <laughs> it's, it's really good. And it's now, like, wow, here's she's Wonder really Wall. good. She's really good. <laughs> yeah, but you, it, because I'm confident in my Spanish theme abilities, you like that performance, right? Which is what she should have just done on the piano. Like, pick two notes, like like chopsticks. Yeah, you know, play that yeah, and like yeah. sing something to it. Power of the dog. Power of the positive mental image. <laughs> for real. For <laughs> real. Power of the growth mindset. <laughs> no. I, no. Listen, mindfulness is a scam and we're living in it's 1984. It's American, not American. <laughs> you know the whole mindfulness practice thing where it's like that they shove down our throat every day in homeroom where it's oh, like yeah. growth mindset. Like we play love, chess love in languages. My 
you know, mindfulness is 1984 Kafkaesque bureaucratic nightmare, and it's turning me. I I hate it. James said, "Get these woke liberal ideas out of my school." I am the roach. If I hear growth mindsets now masks. If I hear the words (laughs) growth mindset one more time, I'm going to lose it because mindfulness is literally just like the most. It's soft boiled like. Just be, just feel better. Just imagine oh. that you can feel better. Yeah. Oh my god! And that's all it is. Yeah, Riley, snap it up. You know I'm right. It, it's so <laughs> true. I hate mindfulness. It's such a scam. It's like, um, like you know, uh, the sixteen personalities or horoscopes. It's like that. How dare you? ENFJ. Listen, you bastard. Let's all agree. I'm an INFJ, and I love asking people. Let's all agree they're just horoscopes. Come okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that doesn't mean they're any I'm less fun. I'm a two fun. wing three. Right. Okay. I don't even know what my I, I, the enneagram. Thing, come the, on. The thing boy. I don't like about the enneagram is that, from what I was told by an enneagram person, you're supposed to like read about all of them and then pick the one that you think you are. Oh no, you take a test. Well, I know there are tests, but apparently, originally, you're supposed to choose. That's mm. horrible. Which feels like <laughs> just like pick Stupid. the cool one, right? Yeah, pick the it's cool like one. Everyone pick would the be one a that's most stable. I, I am a Gryffindor though. So. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay, sure, bro. I used to be a Ravenclaw, and then I got, like, Pog. Then you got Pog? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Pogalicious, one might what say. What is that even? Um, I'm a Hufflepuff. That I, makes sense. I go between Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Mm. Hufflepuff wing Ravenclaw? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, like don't Enneagram. ask. I don't know. <laughs> Sir. Hufflepuff wing Ravenclaw. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's end on this note. What's what? Phil's type? Yes, I was gonna. What is Phil's type? <laughs> um, uh, sociopath. Fat phobic. <laughs> sociopath. Yeah, he's super fat. Fat so. I love the way that he says fat so though. It's very satisfying to me. No. <laughs> I hate that he no. calls. He's I, literally I, bullying his brother. No, I get it, but it's, it's just that accent. They sleep and that in the word. same bed. Did you see that? No, they, they really be cuddling. Yeah. Unbelievable. George said, I will take on top of the sheets. I, I, I should have seen the twist coming after that shot. Phil <laughs> is <laughs> Phil is an ISTP. Ignorant, stinky, terrible, poopy. All bad. All and the bad. T is traumatized. The T is traumatized. <laughs> No, oh, the power of the, the dog. The is for power of sat on the mic. <laughs> and with that, viewers of the Socratic the Cinema West? podcast, as a hurricane rages outside, as my dog has licked Casey's bike and sat on my own. I think we're about to go to the Oz. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be whisked away. There's uh, no place like home. Well, first, away? before we get whisked away to Oz, we got to be whisked away to another place. James? Are we in the spiel zone? I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Socratic Cinema Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like it up on social media. Give us a follow at Instagram.com slash Socratic Cinema. I mean, at Socratic underscore cinema. Yep. Add us on Twitter at Cinema Socratic. Um, subscribe to us on our YouTube. Go ahead and, and like the video if you liked it. Drop a comment and tell us what you think about Power of the Dog. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you feel like supporting the ch- channel financially and you want to help us grow and flourish into our best selves, that's a very mindfulness thing to say. Yeah. Like your best self. Yeah. But my if growth, it's for money, then my it's growth fine. mindset, if you want to help us get our growth mindset on, Get our mo- growth grind set mindset on. <laughs> you can become a patron for as little as $1 a month. 
which is probably like one one thousandth of some terrible mindfulness class you could take from your local <laughs> yoga instructor. Um, Hot so, yoga. So, uh, yeah, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Socratic Cinema. Get all sorts of great perks and rewards and fun treats. Um, and if not, no hard feelings. I see you no differently than if you were a patron. Thank you. That's all I have to say. We've been Socratic Cinema. Adios. Bye-bye. Why don't you do adios anymore? Well, I like to, like, I say something, and then you, I say something, like, weird to end the episode. Uh-huh. And then an awkward silence, you guys uh-huh. say adios. Adios. Is usually how it's been for the last, like, three months. Well, then, adios. Sayonara. Sayonara.